Hey there, and welcome to the Just Keep Vlogging podcast. I'm Kim Anderson from KimAndersonConsulting.com, and I'm here to give you a regular dose of blogging adrenaline. Hey there, we're back. Uh, Thank you guys for a little bit of grace there in the publication schedule as I have spent the past like two weeks just packing my house and then moving and then unpacking. So it's been a really interesting adventure for us. If you haven't heard, we've been wanting to move back to North Carolina to be closer to family for some time now. And so we finally just decided to pull the trigger. And I think it's one of the best decisions that we've made. And we could have had paralysis of analysis about it and kept putting it off and kept putting it off but instead we just ripped the band-aid off put the house up for sale sold it moved back and now we're in a much better position than we were before because we have family and a support system and um, I'm just excited to see what the future holds here in our new home as we tackle our new 1945 farmhouse we pay $20,000 for across the street from my parents. Um, So right now we're living in the basement of my parents' house, which I think is funny and very millennial of me to do. We kind of joke about that. Um, And here we are. So I wanted to kick back off the show and uh, talk about the whole idea of paralysis of analysis, because I know you deal with this. I know you deal with this on probably a fairly regular basis. So let's talk about that. I want to help you learn to stop that. And I know it's not going to be easy. And it's going to be something that you have to practice um, almost like a routine to get rid of paralysis of analysis and just keep moving forward. So the first thing I want to encourage you to do is number one is to put blinders on. Okay, so if you're wondering what a blinder is, it's basically a reference from horses. And on a horse's bridle, there'll be these two flaps um, that keep the horse from seeing objects at its sides. So it basically keeps them looking forward, keeps them focused. And I love that analogy because what I think is the, the ultimate source of a paralysis of analysis for us is that we're in all these amazing Facebook groups and in these uh, great communities, or we follow um, other bloggers who put out like income reports or whatever. And it's all very, very inspiring for us, but it's also very hard sometimes because you know you're working your tail off. Um, and maybe somebody who started when you started, you see them making like ridiculous forward progress. You know, they're putting out these huge income report numbers or huge traffic numbers or huge email sign up numbers. And you're thinking, what am I doing wrong that I cannot do this? Maybe I am not cut out for blogging. And that's not going to go away. I mean, I'm four years into this. And on a weekly basis, that paralysis of analysis of looking around at other people constantly makes me second guess myself. And that's being authentic. Like I, even though I'm four years in, I still second guess myself. But those are thoughts I don't have to marinate on. They're not thoughts that I have to think about. And that is what I want to encourage you to do is to realize, yeah, you're going to see all these numbers and you can't marinate on them. You can't, you can't dwell on those things or those thoughts that you're not good enough or that you're not going to be successful. Like you have to just say, okay, they did it. I can do it too. They did it. I can do it too. They did it. I can do it too. And instead of 
when you see those things, that's what I'd like for you to start telling yourself. If they did it, I can do it too. If they did it, I can do it too. Instead of saying, well, they did it. There's no way I'm going to do it. Because that's what we do. We say, well, I don't know how they did that. I can't figure it out. I must not be cut out for this. And it's just like anything else. Like the more time and effort that you put into it, the more likely you are to succeed. Because here's what I want to say. You look around and maybe you see some people who haven't been vlogging very long have really amazing success. But let me just say that you don't know the variables around that person's success. And it could be that some major brand or something picked up on one of their articles and they shared it and suddenly they have this viral traffic and so the numbers that you're hearing them report are from a one-hit wonder situation or um, you know maybe they have to completely ignore their kids 24-7 or their families for them to get to this place that fast which if that's what they want to do that's that's what they do so and that may not be what you want to do um, and if it is, that's fine too. But I'm just saying, like, there's a lot of things that you don't know that go on behind the curtain. You see what the shiny result, or you see the shiny exterior, but you have no idea what exactly it took for them, whether it was them pursuing what they're doing in a way that wouldn't work or be be what you really want. Um, it could be that it's, it's luck by chance. Maybe they know somebody. I mean, how many people do you know out there that just know somebody? Or, you know, like their uncle is somebody, some famous blah, 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 or their aunt is some famous blah, 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 and they got something shared or whatever. Like, sometimes it's luck. Sometimes it's influence, like who you know. And sometimes it's that they've sacrificed tons and tons of sleep and time with their kids and families to pursue this one thing. And if that's what they did, that's why their results are the way they are. And you don't always see that. You just see, oh, okay, well... They've been doing it as long as I have, and their numbers are ridiculous, you know? So I just want you to keep that in the back of your mind. Like, have a grace mindset towards people who are doing really well around you. You know, be happy for them and celebrate because they're proving that it can be done. And I think that's a big deal. Like, they're proving that success can happen. But also realize in the back of your mind that you have no idea exactly how they got there. That there are a million different variables as to how their success happened some of them are in their control and some of them are completely out of their control. It's just luck sometimes. So don't get bogged down in comparing yourself to other people. And I know that we've talked about this before, but I'm going to talk about it over and over again because I need it to sink into your head. Those thoughts are going to come. Comparison is going to come. I know these things because I still struggle with them four years in. But remember, if they did it, you can do it too. Okay? That's, that's the only thing that matters. If they did it, they've proven it can be done and you can do it too. And that is the beauty of comparison. This person did it, so can I. Okay, number two, decide what's the next best course, ebook or application for you to do and do it. So you've probably invested in some things since you started blogging, whether it's an ebook, a course or whatever. And I think one of the best ways to overcome paralysis of analysis is not saying, oh, I need to do all these things as quickly as humanly possible. No, it's about picking what's next, what is the next best thing for your blog based on your personal goals. So if your next best goal 
is that you want to increase your traffic so that you can get sponsored content or so that you can get more ad income, then you should focus on growing your traffic. So if you have purchased or invested in ebooks or resources that talk to you about how to grow your traffic, then you should sit down and do that next. That is the next best thing. And so you don't have to feel like, well, I'm missing social media and I'm missing Facebook ads and I'm missing this and I'm missing this. Yep, you are because you're choosing to focus on one important thing at a time to grow. If you split yourself up between like 14 different courses and tasks that you're trying to implement, you're going to just have a bunch of half done stuff. And you know that, right? Focus, put those blinders on and complete one thing at a time. And you will find a lot less paralysis of analysis. Do not allow yourself to do more than one course at a time. If you know that there's no way you can keep it up because you know yourself. All right, number three. Get into a blogging routine. Now, I know some of you guys are like, well, I just work on this when I can. And that's totally fine. Sometimes that's how life is. But there's still routine about what you do. It's really funny because recently um, uh, I got my dad to record all of the episodes of The Prophet. And I love that show. And, you know, I'm sort of like binge watching it every night. And so, you know, it's sort of sinking into me now, like his whole thing about people process product, right? People process product, people process product. That's what he repeats every single week. So, you know, for a little while anyway, in blogging, it's you like you're the main person who runs the blog. Um, And you're committed and you're dedicated and you're passionate about it because it's your baby. But then it comes into the process. And I think that's where most of us really get jacked up. Like we don't know how to organize ourselves in a way that we're productive when we do have time. And I have touched on this in a previous episode about, you know, how to make time for blogging and that sort of thing. But I just want to reiterate that, you know, if you will create for yourself processes that make sense in your own head, um, it can help a lot. Since I moved and my schedule is going to be changing, um, my routine is going to be changing now because I have a little bit more support with the twins and things like that. Like I've had to kind of create new systems for myself. And what I wanted to do was make sure that everything that I work on has a process. Because I've never really done that before. Like I just have practiced it so much that I kind of know in my head. But still, even though I practice, because I don't have checklists for everything, I still don't always do everything I'm supposed to do when I sit down, like I forget things. Because I'm human and my brain only has so much capacity for knowledge. (laughs) So this past week, what I did was I broke down everything that I do for blogging. And I created a process. I know that sounds super intense, maybe for some people. But I now have a way that when I sit down to batch out blog posts, I have my checklist of everything that I need to do. And I even went through and included like all the SEO things that I need to do within that post based on the knowledge that I've gained from um, other articles and things that I've that I've read or books that I've read. So basically, like for each process, I went through whatever resource has taught me the most about that. And I added that process as part of my checklist, if that makes sense. So for instance, with SEO, I went through the products that I have that teach me about SEO. And I made sure that each part that I learned about in that SEO um, ebook or whatever it is, I incorporated in my checklist so that I know that I'm doing exactly what my course or product has told me to do in relation to that. And that is part of my process. That is what I will do every time I sit down to do that task or that activity. 
Um, even with podcasting, I've created myself outlines that I'll fill out along with like, you know, the show production process so that every time I sit down to produce a p- podcast, I have a checklist of things that I'm going to do. And that has been like a huge help for me. And I'm super excited. I even went out and bought those um clear plastic report covers that kids you know get for school and they put them in three ring binders so I got those and I printed out my checklist and things I'm going to slide my checklist down into these report covers or you could laminate them but I want to keep mine all together in a binder Um, that's why I bought the report covers and I bought myself some dry erase markers and now every time I want to sit down and do you know something I'm going to be able to pop it out of my notebook put it up on my little desk stand and take my dry erase marker and check off each thing that I do all the way down my list. So I'm pretty excited about having kind of all these processes in place because it gives me confidence that I am, you know, that I'm running this thing like a real business, you know, like having these specific checklists and things in place that I use over and over and over and over again, because that's what creates efficiency. And that's what keeps me from getting paralysis of analysis where I'm like, I got so much to do today. I don't know what to do. I say, nope, I've already planned out this week that on Monday, I'm doing blog posts on Tuesday, I'm editing photos on Wednesday, you know, I'm creating social cover images Thursday, I'm publishing these things Friday, I'm doing emails or whatever it may be. However, I do my batching system, I'm ready because I have my checklist, my processes in place. So I would encourage you to consider creating processes for the things that you do. If there's stuff that you always forget every time or there's things you miss or things that make you take more time, get a process for those things, type them up and print them out. And, you know, like I did, you can slide them into, you know, plastic project cover report things and use your dry erase markers to check off the boxes and then you can reuse it over and over and over again. You can just erase your check boxes, pop it back in your notebook until the next time you work on it. Number four, getting rid of FOMO. Okay, you guys. Uh, okay, seriously, like I can't tell you how many times I hear people who are like, oh my gosh, this thing is on sale. Should I buy this thing? Do you think this thing is for me? Should I get it? I'm afraid I'm going to miss out. Fear of missing out, right? That is one of the biggest things that we run into with paralysis of analysis. And let's be honest, like if you're listening to this and you're a blogger, it means you're also a marketer. And we get it, like we get the cycle and we get the sales copy. We use it ourselves, right? You, you create a sense of urgency. You do all these things because this is how you sell to people. And it works. It even works on our, like it works on us and we know it, right? So what I want you to do, I want you to invest in products that you believe are going to help you, right? Like that's not what I'm, I'm not saying don't buy stuff. What I'm trying to say is it's probably going to be available later in the year or next year when it is probably more applicable to where you are. So Let's say you have plenty of blog money to play with. If you have plenty of blog money to play with, then there's no reason not to, you know, to buy something that you feel like is going to be a really useful thing for you and then put it on like a hard drive or put it on your computer somewhere. So when you actually get to that point in your journey, you have that resource, you got it at a good price, whatever. But if you don't have blog money to play with, just remember that these things come back around usually in the future. And if not, There will be some other tool that is just as good available at that time. So don't panic. Like if you can't buy something, don't be afraid you're missing out because the truth is that product will probably be available in the next six months, the next 12 months when you're more when you're in a better place to actually use it and benefit from it. 
And if it's not, there will be some other product out there that a friend of yours can recommend to you to help you achieve the same goals. So don't get fear of missing out when you start seeing like all these products that are coming out and you're like, oh, I I just want to buy all these things. And then you buy a bundle and then you have like 475 resources, which is great. It's great, but it doesn't mean that you have to do all those things all at one time. You pick one that's the next best thing that you need to work on. And you use that material until you're done with it. And then you move on. Okay, number five, get yourself some accountability. Okay, so whether that's a mastermind group that you may be in, if you have a really close blogging friend, we're kind of accountability partners. Um, You could be in a paid mastermind group, or you could even invest in coaching. So I had tons of clients who we sat down and made a 12 week plan for their blog. And my goal is to help keep them from getting paralysis of analysis, for them to focus on what they want to achieve in 12 weeks and help them stay focused on that. And we achieve this by taking the goals that they have and then breaking them down into each week of a 12-week segment. And every week, they know exactly what they need to do to help them get closer to finishing that goal by the end of that 12-week time period. And when you set yourself up with stuff like that, it's hard to get paralysis of analysis because, I mean, it's still going to come because that's how paralysis of analysis is. But you say to yourself, I have a plan. I have this thing in place. If I will just do these things, if I will just check off these boxes week by week, I will be where I want to be in 12 weeks if I'll just do it. Right? And that's the same thing with an accountability partner. If you're checking in with an accountability partner every week and you're saying, hey, this is what I want to achieve this week. And they say, hey, did you do that last week? And you say, no. Then they're going to be like, what happened? And then you can give all your excuses or whatever it may be. Paralysis of analysis is going to come. Either way, no matter what happens, it's going to come. It's how you choose not to fall into it, how you choose to bust through it. You push it out of your head. You push out the paralysis and you push out the analysis and you decide to take forward steps. You decide to take the next best step. You decide to keep moving forward no matter what. That you will just choose and take action. Because that's what what comes down to when you're ready to break through these things. And having a friend there to say, yes, I do think that's the next best thing you can do. Or somebody to say, hey, you're chasing another squirrel. Like that doesn't make sense with what we talked about last week. And that's the beauty of having someone to bounce your ideas off of. Or to say, hey, like this is what I'm thinking. What do you think? Or whatever. And... Just because you have an accountability partner and they have an opinion doesn't mean that you always have to go with their opinion, right? You're an independent business owner. You're just having somebody there to kind of help sanity check you. So if you don't like their advice, it doesn't mean that you have to take it. You know, like you can just say, hey, I really like that. You can incorporate it in what you're doing. You can weave it in or you can ignore it. Like that's the beauty of what you have. But they're at least there and you have some system in place to check these things so that people can point out to you, hey, and and that would be something that going into a mastermind group or going into coaching or going into a paid mastermind or going, you know, into an accountability partner situation, I would give those other people permission to speak to you and say, hey, this sounds like you're chasing a squirrel. This sounds like. You know, you're just not taking the steps forward that you need to take. Like you need to give them permission to speak those things in your life so that they can be honest with you and help you see it to pull back the curtain for you in a way that you can't do for yourself. Number six, create a minimum viable product. All right. So, so many people I know get so bogged down in various aspects of blogging, especially when it comes to their audience Like they feel like they need to have this audience nailed down and fine tuned before they can do anything else. 
or they have to have these pain points nailed down and fine-tuned before they can write a single blog post or edit a single picture or create an editorial calendar. Like all these things need to be. And that's important that you do step-by-step, right? I'm not telling you not to do step-by-step. I'm just saying you can't get paralysis of analysis. What you make doesn't have to be perfect, but it should be quality. Um, You know, Your website doesn't have to be perfect before you launch. You just launch that sucker as soon as you get it to the point where it looks decent, like where you feel comfortable with it. Because that's the beauty of what we do. Almost everything that we do can be changed and updated. Your website can be changed and updated. Your cover images can be changed and updated. Your content can be changed and updated. Even with products, like if you're creating a product like a PDF or a course or something like that, that's the beauty of giving people lifetime access, right? Like people have lifetime access to your course. Every time you get through a season of trying that course out with a group of people, a beta group or a regular group of people, and you get feedback and you know what you need to tweak or what you need to do to make it better and you do it, then you just let people know, hey, I've come out with a 2.0 version of this. And lucky for you, you bought, you bought it. So now you have access to all the new updated material. Thank you guys so much for your feedback. I want to make sure this is working for you, you know, that sort of thing. And the same thing goes with ebooks or products like e- PDF products that you make. Like if you go in and you improve a PDF product that you've already made, you just resend out the new version to the people that have already bought it. It's fine. Like it's not that it's not the end of the world if what you make isn't perfect as soon as it goes out. The point is that you get it out. And I know that's really hard. Like that's hard for people who are um you know, that are OCD types or type A kind of people, like the details are really, really important to you. But details are what keep you from making forward progress, because everything has to be so perfect that you never ship it. And that's not what you want at all. You want to be able to ship stuff. So this week, I hope that this topic has really helped you kind of think about some of the things that you struggle with. Because paralysis of analysis is going to come every single day of your life like it's going to happen but you have to just push through it like you have to say okay right now I could freak out and I could completely stop what I'm doing and I could give up for a week and I could go eat Ben and Jerry's whatever it is that you do to cope when you're freaking out but you don't have to like you can just say, you know what, I am just going to keep on going like I'm going to do the next best step. And I really believe that that is achieved by putting your blinders on deciding what the next best course ebook or application for you to do is and just do it. Pick one, focus on it, get into a blogging routine of some kind, get your processes in place, get rid of fear of missing out. That stuff's going to come back around. And if it doesn't, there's going to be something better when it when it's time for you to take it. Get yourself some accountability in some form and give those people permission to speak into your life and tell you the truth. They can say, hey, you're chasing something that doesn't make sense right now. Like, that's not what you originally said you were going to do. Why are you wanting to change it? And be able to have a conversation with them about why you're trying to change it and get their feedback and, and be receptive to that and give them that permission in your life. And number six is create a minimum viable product. So anytime you're creating something, whether you're working on your blog, a blog post, cover images, an ebook, a product, course, whatever it is, do the best you can and ship it. Don't, don't keep trying to make it perfect and perfect and perfect and perfect because you'll never ship it and you'll never make any money. Just do it. 
Just ship it. It's going to be okay. And if you come back, I mean, I have made some like mortifyingly terrible grammar errors in blog posts and not noticed until like two days later or when my best friend's like, hey, did you realize you did this in this article? And then I go back and you know what? Like I could let my pride get in the way and say, okay, well, I'm never shipping anything ever again without it being perfect. But I don't because all I do is I fix it in like three seconds and I move on. Not a big deal. Not the end of the world. World's not going to stop spinning because you misspelled a word, guys. It's going to be okay. I've even misspelled words in my Pinterest graphics, which are like, ter like that's like, oh gosh, that's really bad, right? Like just not paying attention, like doing it in like, you know, half sleep, haze, how it is, you know, when you've got a lot going on. Didn't even notice it. <clears throat> Mispunctuations, apostrophes, whatever. But you know what? Didn't end my vlog. Wasn't the end of the world. Wasn't the end of the world. You guys got this. So remember, when you start feeling paralysis of analysis and you say to yourself, man, I don't know what to do today. I could do this, I could do this, I could do this, but I don't know what the best next thing is. Stop. Think to yourself about what you really want and what makes sense for what you're going to do next and focus on that. It doesn't matter if anybody in a Facebook group talks about something that's new and fabulous and that you can't live without and that you need to try, blah, blah, blah. You can write that down in a notebook, a brain dump area. And then go back to exactly what you were doing before. I hope this episode has helped you guys. I hope you have an amazing week. And remember, no matter how paralysis of analysis comes and hits you, you need to just keep blogging. Have a great week.